of the Cherokee Rewind set to start here. I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're really enjoying it here as we get a nice, we got an interesting special guest here today as uh, his name is Ben Henry. And of course, uh, he is, you're a local product, aren't you, Ben? Not technically, no. I, I moved there after high school. So it was like right at the end. I only lived oh. in Toledo for a little bit. Okay. Where are you originally from? Alpena, Michigan. Ah, yeah. Oh, the uh, late, the late Alpina Ice Diggers. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> now, did you ever get to see them play when you were up there? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's actually when I first met uh, Kenny Miller, Kenny and oh, Kelly right. Miller. Yeah, that's when they. Wow. Uh, yeah. So me, I know Kenny from when he started coaching the Ice Diggers when they came to Alpina. That's when I first met him. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, it's a small world. They <laughs> go from Toledo to Alpina and. Kenny comes back to Toledo, and you end up in a Cherokee uniform. Interesting. Yeah, I know. What year did you play for Toledo? 2011-2012. Uh, okay. Now, uh, it's now the part that's interesting here, too, about Ben is the fact that we're talking right now, and he is in Sweden. And we'll get to all of that here a little later on as to what's going on there. But uh, first of all, Ben, you know, born in Alpina, uh, hockey a hotbed up there or is it is it something that is a, kind of a a, a a niche group no I, I would say hockey's pretty big up north i'm i'm pretty i'm like close to the mackinac bridge so it's pretty far north and uh it's like five hours from toledo but uh i like hockey when i was growing up it was always hockey 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 the rinks were always packed there was tons of programs um i will say now and this is not putting down alpina at all because i still love it there but uh Hockey's kind of dying a little bit there. There's, there's not as many kids, I guess, interested in playing, or uh, just not as many coaches as there used to be for when I was younger, anyways. And uh, mm-hmm. I do, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the time frame of me being there as well. Like I was like 12, 13 when the Ice Diggers came there, and uh, when the Ice Diggers came there, everyone loved the Ice Diggers. They were, you know, it was an uh, NA team and they're they're so fun to watch and the guys were great that came up there they you know did a lot in the community and i know kenny miller which is the new uh cherokee coach he made him do a lot as well and uh i think it actually helped alpina like youth programs a lot helping having those guys there so i think i I was at in alpina at a very good time there was there was a lot of hockey to be always watched there was high school and juniors and then uh obviously youth programs were were pretty good like growing up but lately they kind of died down a little bit but hopefully they come back well i was gonna say do you think maybe part of it is the fact that the ice diggers left uh i don't want to i don't want to put blame on that for sure but i mean i do think it has a lot to do with it just like uh as far as being like a, a younger kid uh and watching some of the older guys play and like they come from all over you know like when ice diggers were in alpina they had guys from all over the U.S., Canada, even out of the country, you know, we had kids from Latvia, Czech, wherever else, you know, and like seeing younger kids, like especially me, like I was fascinated by that. I was like, man, I want to do what they're doing. This is so cool. They get to live like with a new family. They get to try something new. They get to meet all these new people. And uh, I think it, you know, and it gives, it gives you a role model. Like I definitely, the, the ice diggers were role models to me and like, I can definitely name some players that helped me out in the past that, you know, 
I still talk to, to to this day. The guys that lived, used to live in my house, like my first ever ice digger lived in my house is Matt Suggs. And he's, he's still a great guy. He uh, lives mm-hmm. in Las Vegas now. So, but. Holy cow. No, yeah. you know, but I guess what I think, uh, what I mean though, Ben is, I don't mean it in terms of a blame, but just the idea that, I mean, for places like Alpena, it's kind of like the NA teams out West or the USHL teams out West. The junior programs are their version of a pro hockey team. They're yeah. the big, they're the big dog in town. And when, you know, they come in to play, you know, everyone goes to see them and all the kids think of them kind of like rock stars. And uh, because they are the, basically they are the only show in town. And right. I think that's what Alpina was in that kind of a market where it was the, you know, the ice diggers were the only show in town of that at that level. And they're, you know, they were kind of like the junior equivalent of a minor pro team, you know, it's true. and it was, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that when, and then when a team leaves, it kind of, it, it, like I said, it kind of takes the starch out of you a little bit right. because there's no, well, I mean, I mean, they've, I know they tried having a minor, a minor pro low level minor pro team up there once or twice, but, uh, yeah. it, it, it never took. No, you know, and I mean, I don't, I, I would honestly, the, like the top thing you'd be able to have in Alpino would be like an NA team. I think that's like the max you can go. There's, there's not like nothing really around us. We're kind of far from everyone else. Even in like TC, for example, Traverse city, uh, like they had an NA team when we did. And that was still, you know, it's still two and a half hours away. And that was like the closest team to us. So to have like anything higher than that and like play more games and have like, like you said, a minor league or a minor league team that they have to technically get paid. That's just, it, it's just out of the question. I think there's, there's not enough, uh, not people in Alpena and there's nothing around Alpena to have another team. Like if there was a team closer by then maybe, but it would, it would take a lot. So having ice diggers there though, they were as a younger kid looking at them, you thought they were like going to the NHL. You thought those guys were, you know, the best players you've ever seen. Like you got to see these guys come from all over and they performed on the ice and the things they did. And you were, you were just amazed by it when you're a younger kid. I mean, younger kids, they just want someone to look up to at that age. And that's what the ice diggers were for a lot of kids in Alpena, especially me and my brother for that matter. Yeah. Well, tell me about uh, you getting your start playing hockey. How old were you when you first put on a pair of skates? Oh man. Uh, I think I was like six or seven. I think it was the first time I ever actually tried skating. And funny enough, my first time ever skating, I was with my two buddies and uh, they already played hockey the, in the previous years. And uh, I know my one buddy, he started at like, I think four or five. He was super young. And uh, I went, I went to the ice rink. It was the old Michikiwa's rink. It was a barn. That's not the, not the nice rink that we have now in Alpena. And uh, we went to open skate there. And my first time ever skating, and I I, uh, I fell on the ice, and I split my chin wide open. Oh. Yeah, and uh, my, my dad was there, and he uh, told my mom, and she was like, oh, good, he's not going to want to play anymore because hockey's so expensive. And she came to the hospital, and they were stitching me up, and uh, I was, like, just – I was smiling. I was so happy. And she was like, why are you smiling? I was like, I had so much fun. I can't wait to go back on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that was the only time I've ever seen you get hurt like that bad and actually want to keep doing something. That's funny. 
So, uh, so when did you start playing? Uh, did you start playing like house league or? Yeah, I started right, right then and there. I started, uh, that, like, I think that was like right before the season started for all the youth programs. And, uh, yeah, I started when I was six or seven, like I said, and then they put me in like a, a development basically to see how if I could skate, like actual play games and stuff. And I, I mean, I took pretty well to it pretty quick. I, uh, I picked up on things pretty fast and, um, I had like the same coach, like all the way through from when I started to like, I think I was, uh, till I moved away finally when I was in Bantam and it was the same guy, Craig Progret, what a guy, uh, <laughs> always he was always been a good guy and i still see him around town so he's good so dude. so um so you play then uh did you play travel through most of your career i mean or did you play did you get to play any like high school or yeah so when i was coming up to like my peewee age we never had a travel program before in Alpena. Mm-hmm. It was always house. Cause there was always, we always had like six, I think, I think there were six teams in Alpena that just played against each other. And then out of those six teams you'd go to like, you know, districts or States, like after you won, you know, in Alpena basically. And then when I got to Peewees is when my first, it was like, they, they wanted to do a travel program. So I played travel for uh, Alpena for one year. And then um, it was fun, but I, uh, it, it, we weren't very good. Like it was our first time ever having a travel program playing against other teams that, you know, I've been doing it for years. So I actually moved away to, uh, Petoskey, which was hour and 45 from Alpena. And, uh, I played there for, I played like two Bantam years there. So I played Bantam A and Bantam double A there. And then I came back to Alpena for one year of high school. And then I left again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. tell me what it was like playing for Alpena for high school. Uh, it was, it was fun. Um, that was like when I came into high school was, uh, I only played one year and the year before I, uh, went, they went to the final four in the state tournament. So, wow. You know, things were like high expectations, I guess you could say. The problem is with that is like the final four, usually your team's pretty old, you know, you got a lot of bunch of seniors and stuff like that. And that's what they had. They had like I think right before I came there, they had, I think, nine seniors. So wow, losing nine guys and then rebuilding everybody. And our team was super young. My first year, we only had three seniors and one was a goalie. Ooh. So, yeah, so it was it was a hard turnaround. And, and it was it was a huge eye opener for like a lot of guys for sure on our team. Like we had a we had a decent sized team. There was probably like 26 of us, I think. And I mean, growing up in Alpena, even if you played house, like you still played against all your friends, like you knew everyone there, mm-hmm. but, uh, then you go to high school and, you know, the guys are bigger, things are a little faster. And, uh, I just thought, I just think that a lot of the guys kind of assumed it was going to be the same thing, like not overly competitive, not crazy. That's not going to be like, we're not going to run into any superstars along the way. And watch we did playing against like Marquette, Traverse City West, Traverse City Central, like those those teams were good. And like the Sault Ste. Marie, like those teams were all like stacked and they were good and they didn't care that we only had three seniors, you know. They they <laughs> we beat them up we beat them up on them like the year before. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's always rivals everywhere you go in any kind of division, I think. And uh I think high school hockey, that's like the one thing that was like super fun is you always have your rival teams, no matter what. And so it was it was definitely hard, but it was super fun. I had a great time playing my one year. 
Well, who was your who was your guys' top rival back then? Uh, I'd probably say one of the TCs. It kind of changed throughout the like every other year because Traverse City they they uh, <laughs> they go back and forth. Uh, who's a better team. So I, when I played though, it was definitely Traverse City Central. That was like our rival team. And they were good. The the Trojans, they were, they were a good hockey team. And, uh, they, and they were fun to play against and playing, playing against them at home was like one of the best things I've ever got to do in my, like in my time in Alpena. I know my hockey career in Alpena was short lived for sure. I didn't play too many games there, but, uh, playing in, playing in front of everyone that I knew at school and, you know, all my, all my friends and family and going against TC West and there's a bunch, or I mean TC Central, sorry. And, uh, there was a bunch of fans from Central there as well. And it was, I think we had like over 3000 people at our game at a high school game. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. And I was like the, I was the youngest guy in my line and I played with two, two juniors and playing with those two guys, we always got to start. So it was like, <laughs> I was just like the nervous little kid, you know, and they're just like, Oh, let's just have fun. Let's have fun. And I was like, easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we, yeah. You know, if, we, if anything goes wrong, yeah, it's the kid. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I that was understand. actually the, the only positive side for the beginning of the year. Anyways, my coach always yelled at my two wingers and not me so much. He was like, don't blame it on him. He's, he's new. You guys know better. And then after Christmas though, that, that went away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, then you were no longer just the kid. You were no longer the rook. Exactly. Yeah. So, for sure. so now after high school, after you played your year of high school, uh, did you go right to Toledo or was there any pit stops in between? Nope. I, uh, this is why I left high school. I, uh, my last playoff game in Alpena, there was a couple, uh, I guess, scouts there. I didn't even know they were there. And um, they just they talked to my parents after and told me if I wanted to uh, further my hockey career and um, try something new and not just play high school, that I should go out for tryouts downstate to a triple A team. So I played two years for uh, Victory Honda U18 midget major. And so then I had to fully move away. I couldn't be, I had to get a billet family, all that kind of stuff. And that's where the Toledo confusion comes in. Cause I actually lived in Oregon, Ohio when I played for Victory Honda. Wow. Yeah. Cause Victory they, Honda, that's out of Ann Arbor, isn't it? Or, uh, or is Can't, that- Canton, Michigan. Oh, Canton, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Okay, which is yeah, that makes it even crazier because yeah, it was like a forty-minute drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. <laughs> Yikes! Um, yeah, but uh, now, when you played for Victory Honda, who was your coach? My first year was Sean Ortiz, and then um, he he was just doing a one and done year. He was it was well, not one and done. It was his last year. He already told us beforehand that this was this is his last year. And then uh, my second year was Brian Burke. And Brian Burke, I think he's still there at Victory Honda. What, like, a strange, like, I don't know what goes on in that guy's head, but he was one of the most unique, crazy, like, coaches I've ever had in a good way, though. Like, he gets exactly what he wants out of players. And he, like, he, he can twist you around to make you the player that he wants you to be, like, within, within a week. It's nuts. He, I was always known to not play defense. Like I was just always like an offensive, you know, I just wanted to score, obviously, right? Everyone wants to score. 
And when I played there my second year, he I just remember him calling me into his office and he was just like, I love the way that you play the game in the O-zone, but you are like non-existent in the D-zone. And he would just make me do D-drills at the end of practice. And it was like, not like defensive awareness drills. It would be like, he would pass the puck to me on the blue line. I would walk the blue line and shoot the puck like from the point as a defenseman. Like make me do like wow. these like little D drills. And after doing that for a week, he was just like, you keep doing this. Like, he's like, see how, like, uh, like, see, now you know how the other world lives. Like, it's not just, you know, like, I know everyone has their job and that is true, but like to be an effective hockey player. And that's what I've learned over the years, obviously, is you got to play both ends. You can't just play one end for sure. And that him having him as a coach, though, was it was eye opening for sure. And he helped me a lot as well. He was hard mm-hmm. on everyone, too. It was never like he just picked on one person. He always was. He was he was hard, but he was fair. If that makes sense. Like he yeah. treated everyone different, but fair. Like it was it was it was good. I, I liked him as a coach a lot, actually. So, um, what, did he do what kind of did he do anything like that? You guys all looked at each other and said, "Okay, what in the world is this guy doing?" <laughs> this one thing that he used to do, it was so strange. He uh, so I was with my buddy, Willie, we walk in the locker room and he was our captain. And like, this is the first time we all got to meet Brian Burke. Like we all knew he was coming. We never got to meet him yet. And uh, it was like first day of training camp or tryouts, I guess. And he, he goes to shake my, shake my hand. And like, I'm standing there in front of like, you know, 10 of the guys. And he grabs my first two fingers only, not my whole hand, just my first two fingers only. <laughs> and like, starts like wagging my hand. And he's like, nice to meet you. I'm Brian Burke. And I was like, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> just, oh, I would just like looked around. I was like, is this guy like messing with me? Like, is he like playing a joke on me right now? Cause like, he knows I'm like the, like, I'm, I was still a young guy there. Like I was only 16 around was 18. So I was like, I'm very confused. It's going on right now. <laughs> and he continued to do the same thing to everyone in the room. Like only grabbed like two, one fingers. And I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> and it was just like this mind game he played. He was like, you can tell a lot by someone, like how they shake someone's hand. And I was like, okay, like, and you shook our hands like that? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> that was just That's... one thing. That was the first, like, impression that all of us got out of him because, like, that was the first time we all met him. So <laughs> it was good night. It was strange for sure. Now, how, um, so what kind of a season did you have under him? Uh, we, we, I mean, we went far in stage. We lost in the semifinals uh, to Compuor, actually, to – to the um, Jake Truba plays in the NHL now. He he was the the golden child there, I guess. He was so good. <laughs> God, I just remember him just winding up for one-timers and everyone just, it was like seas parted. Everyone got out of the way. That kid could shoot the puck when he was 16 like no one's business. And, wow. and I know when we got to semifinals, that's all we talked about in the locker room and going over the pregame prep and all that stuff brian was just like we just got to stay out the like we can't let them on the power play we get them on the power play we're gonna lose this game and that's what happened we just i mean i know it's i it was a long time ago but i do remember vaguely truba scoring at least one goal in that game so yikes but i mean we other than that though we played pretty well throughout the whole year and triple a is such like a it's a roller coaster of a ride triple a is it's like such a hard like mentally and physically to play like you play so many games in such a short amount of time it's crazy and like everyone's in high school still taking high school classes at least and Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I remember I had to like get my coaches to sign off saying like I was actually missing school to play hockey, not missing school just because I didn't want to go. We would go to like Philadelphia, California, Chicago, and we'd leave on like Wednesday morning. So I'd go to school for Monday, Tuesday, be gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then come back Monday, Tuesday, and then go be le- like leaving again Wednesday. Like it was, oh my gosh, yeah, you miss so much school. So like it's and like you know, teachers they're not gonna like just wave the homework for you because you're a hockey player. Like they're like, and especially being where I was, and I went to high school at Clay uh, Clay High School in Oregon. Yeah, it was like. None of those teachers even knew like what I was there for. They're like, I, they like were still confused on why I was playing hockey in Detroit and living in Toledo. And I was like, well, they didn't run out of billet family. So like, this is where I had to go. Like, thankfully I got a place to live, but it, it was, it's just a grind. Like, and you know, you go to a weekend and you play, you know, you play uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you play five games. And sometimes you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you still play five games. Like, it's, it was, I don't think they do it anymore. I think, I think after my last year was the last year I did five and three days. Cause I mm-hmm. do remember it was terrible. I remember we went to Colorado a couple of times and the higher altitude. Oh my gosh. We go out there and play two games on Friday, two games on Saturday. And by Sunday, like everyone's just, they're gassed. They want to go home. They're like, I don't even care. Like <laughs> this game is not going to be fun to watch. Like it's just going to be a dump and chase, like probably two, one game, you know, the goalie is going to miss something and it's going to go in. Like that's how we played every Sunday game. It was, it was such a battle, but it was fun though. Like, man, the memories I had there and the guys I got to meet, the guys I got to play with, like, man, some world-class players that I played with there. Wow. So then, so what happens next? I mean, did you, uh, were you recruited at all by Toledo or what ended yeah, up I was, transpiring? I was actually drafted by Toledo and uh, I was still in the mix. I was trying to go to the NA still, but I didn't know if I wanted to go to the NA or go back to AAA because I still had one more year because I went to U18 early. So I still had one more year eligibility U18s. And uh, I wasn't going to go back to Honda though. I was going to either go to Bell Tire uh, or the Null. Like that was my my mindset, I guess, going into it. I don't want to say I was being over cocky, but I was just like, I wanted confidence, you know? And um, I got cut from the null. And so I was like, all right, go, I'm just going to go back to Bell Tire. And then when I gave Chris Corey a call, he was like, oh, I, I filled your spot. It's like, sorry. And I was like, okay, no worries. And then, uh, I don't know, probably a week before that is when Toledo called me, like before all this. And they told me that I got drafted. And they took me, uh, I think they took me first overall. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even know there was even a draft for the NA3 back then. Like I was, yep. I was very confused when they called me and told me they drafted me. And I was like, I, I'm drafting me for what? And he was like, oh, the NA3, like we're to Cherokee. And I was like, yeah, I know who you are. I'm asking you, I, I didn't know there was a draft. And he was like, oh yeah, it happened uh, yesterday. Like we took you. So like, uh, you know, are you coming? Like, are you excited? Like, do you, like, like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, I mean, I wish you would have talked to me beforehand. I really don't know what I wanted to do yet. Like I didn't want to, and I didn't want to have someone like waste the draft pick on me, you know, especially like for a team like in Toledo, like I know it kind of makes sense for me to play there since I was like living there the last couple of years. But, uh, but yeah, I went and played AAA for um, a couple months. I told Toledo I wanted to go back and play AAA just for a little bit at least. And then uh, at Christmas time, I, I, uh, I called, um, I called uh, Toledo and I was like, yeah, I think I, 
think I want to come play actually. I think I'm ready to play juniors. I want to see how like, you know, see how it all works and try something new and play with older guys and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, no problem. Come on in. Uh, we practice tomorrow. Like uh, we have a morning practice so you can come get the morning practice. And I played my next game the uh, two days later. So it was, uh, wow. It was quite an experience. And I, <laughs> I do remember uh, my, actually what also helped me too. the captain at the time for Toledo was Ryan Kelly. And then he was my first captain for victory Honda. Oh, okay. So, like, I had a little connection there. Like, I talked to him first, and he was like, yeah, he was like, we could actually use you. Like, we, you know, like, we need a little bit more offensive talent for sure. He's like, so I think you could be, like, you know, it could help us out, actually. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I'm thinking about doing it. And he was like, yeah, for sure, man. Just come to practice. He's like, I'm sure, like, the coaches will be more than happy to have you. So, uh, so yeah, that was, like, also, like, it was nice knowing somebody else. And so I, I just came in, and it, I mean – Felt good right away. All the guys were super welling and nice, and I didn't have a problem with anybody. And uh, the first kid I actually met besides Kelly was uh, was Mike Baker. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. And I walked into the locker room, and uh, Mo was there, actually. Mo, he was, like, handing me all my stuff. And uh, I got there earlier than, like, I normally would for a practice. I think I was there, like, an hour and a half before just to, like, meet the coaches, get my gear, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, so Mo was there and he was like going through everything that I needed. And, uh, Mike Baker was sitting in there and he was, you know, you know, Baker, like he's, he's a big guy. Like he's, he's not, he's not a small dude. And, uh, he was just sitting there and like he has headphones on and he, uh, had his shirt off and just shorts on. And he was just like mean mugged me as I walked in and like, just stared at me, like didn't say a word to me or anything. And I was, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's like, he's going to kill me. Like, he's actually <laughs> mad that I'm here. And then I sat down and, uh, I was like unpacking my bag and he was, and he like, he like takes his headphones off and looks at me and I was like, hi, how's it going? He was like, I'm good. How are you? And then after he said, how are you? Like he cracked a smile and started like talking to me. And I was like, man, he really had me worried for a minute. <laughs> Man, the doors were closed. No one else is in here. It's just me and you. I thought you were no witnesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, man, like I, I know who you are, dude. Like you're, <laughs> you're a scary dude on the ice. And he's like, oh no, I just do that sometimes. I was just messing, bro. And I was like, man, thanks. That, <laughs> and then I ended up playing on his line with with Kelly. So that's funny. Oh man, I was. <laughs> it was interesting for sure. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny though. Baker's a good guy. He's. Definitely got you on your side. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, so when you, when the rest of the guys came in, uh, was it, uh, was it a little, little um, nerves or intimidation or was it pretty cool straight out? Um, I would say mixed for sure. I would say uh, the older guys that were like established there. um, I don't think they were like, they weren't worried, I guess would be the right way to say it. Like, uh, they, you know, brought a new guy in this, like at Christmas time, like this kind of weird timing, whatever, you know, usually closer to deadline, like people do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the older guys, no, I don't think they were, they were, all of them are super cool with me. Super nice. Like, you know, I think after, I think I'm pretty sure after the first practice, like we went out and like, I went out with all the boys and we, we had lunch and then, uh, then we went like, we had game a game the next day so they're like oh yeah like you know if you need anything like you know let me know and like gave them like they took my phone at uh we were at lunch and 
Uh, I put all their numbers in my phone. Like, I think there was like eight of us there. And uh, the one thing they always got me on though, cause I was still considered a young guy, right? I was only 18. Mm-hmm. The one thing they always got me on, they shoot checked me. Every restaurant I went to, I got shoot checked every time. Ow. Every Ow. single time. It didn't matter where we went. We could have went to Dairy Queen just to get some ice cream. They would have they shoot checked me there outside. Like, I don't know why I could never like catch on to it. Every single time we went anywhere, I always got shoot checked. So I always had a saying at every restaurant we went to as a team. It was ridiculous. It like, just became a thing at that point. Like, you know, after the first like 10 times, I'm like, okay, this is my fault. Like, I should catch on to this by now. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Now, now, for those that are listening that don't know, that aren't really in the loop, that don't know, what is a shoe check? So shoe check is when you're eating dinner with the boys and – you have to be sneaky. That's the whole point of it. You can't uh, you, you can't get caught. Someone else on the team goes underneath the the, t- the chairs or the tables usually and puts a piece of food on your shoe. It can be anything. It could be ketchup. Could be mustard. Could be a, an actual an actual piece of food. And uh, they have to put it on your shoe and then get out from underneath the table without you noticing. And then they start clinking their glasses or tapping on the table. And then everyone has to look down and see whose shoe it was. And it was always my shoe. And then. I had to get up and uh, sing. I sang karaoke. That was usually my thing. I would sing. Uh, my go-to was uh, Miley Cyrus, USA. That was always my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yeah. Easy to sing along to, you know. <laughs> I, I, or, I guess. Or, or a good country song. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll let the boys pick. Sometimes I did. and then Or I did a, an act. They would they – would, uh, I think we were in Pittsburgh one time and I think it was, we were at Denny's and two of us got shoe checked and it was me and, uh, me and Andrew or yeah, Benio, Andrew Benio got shoe checked together. And, uh, they're like, you guys can do an act. You guys don't have to sing if you don't want to. And I was like, all right, what do you want to do? <laughs> he was like, I don't know. We can do a Zamboni. And I was like, that's actually funny. Let's do that. So, uh, he, <laughs> he, he got down on all fours and I got on his back and I acted like I was driving a Zamboni around Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh the, yeah. Our, the, the store manager came over, the restaurant manager came over and he was, he like told us like that was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. Like in his, all of his years of being in the restaurant, he was like, I can't believe you guys did that just to it, like amuse your teammates. And I was like, well, we don't really have a choice. It's either that or we pay money and we're both two broke kids. So we're not paying money. <laughs> oh my gosh that is hilarious oh man so uh, i would have to say that's probably of all the shoe checks that had to be one of the craziest ones oh yeah that yeah for sure that was definitely one of the nuttier ones for sure it was fun that was that was actually funny like i actually like after doing it i was like yeah that was like funny actually like singing i'm not a good singer all the boys in Toledo can tell you I'm not a good singer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had enough practice at it. Yeah, I know. You would think I'd be good now. But, I mean, I sing in the car once in a while and in the shower, I guess, here and there. But I know I know my voice isn't that good. So but <laughs> I'd rather act something out. That's for sure. I'm, I'm still trying to process the whole Miley Cyrus thing. But <laughs> anyhow. Usually uh, your songs are just, like, repetitive. It's, like, only, like, four, like, sentences, and then it's just, like, kind of the same thing over and over again. So it's kind of easy to, to play along with that, you know? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, let's put it this way. I think probably the only thing that tops that 
is there was a kid that played for us, and I'm going to have him here shortly uh, in the not too distant future. We're going to have him on a podcast. Is we were in a we we're in a road trip. We we're on the bus, and he it was back when uh, the Twilight series was really big. Okay, yeah. And he was saying something like, either he was Team Edward or Are you Team Edward or Are you Team Jacob? <laughs> and I looked at him like. I'm like, are you kidding? You're you're being serious, and he goes, yeah. I'm going, um, uh, I'll pass. <laughs> you know, good and idea. He just got into this whole thing about Team Edward versus Team Jacob, and and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, you're an adult, aren't you? You're 18. Oh man. And he just he he just thought I had he thought I was just the biggest goof because. <laughs> I I didn't get into this whole Twilight thing, and and nobody else on the bus. Everybody else on the bus was like, uh, "No, <laughs> no, thank you." You know, and looking right. at him like like he had like like a third eye on his forehead, you know, and he just it, he did. It was just like the most bizarro thing, and and yeah. So you know, I just kind of shook my head at that one. But again, that's why that's why when you said Miley Cyrus, I'm like. <laughs> I don't know many hockey players <laughs> that would cite Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, like I said, it was just easy to sing along with. Like the country ones were easy too, because country's not too fast. But mm-hmm. it, like the boys would give me a request, and they'd give me like Eminem or something, and I'd be like, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't rap. Come on, I can't do that. <laughs> Jeez, I think I am. Oh. You guys practice my off time. But, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So now. Besides the shoe check, uh, what were some? Were there any other like kind of uh, interesting little pranks or or uh, little goofy things they did, whether on the road or in the locker room? Usually, it became on the road. On the road was more of a. We had a lot of free time on the road. I know people don't think that junior players have like that much free time or that like uh, our coaches are watching over us. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're adults, you know, playing juniors, so like, your coaches aren't going to be next to you the whole time but uh we did we did leans a lot we would take um like the little trash cans you know from mm-hmm, the hotel yeah. filled with water and we would lean against someone's door knock on it and as soon as they open it go in their room we did that <laughs> <laughs> we did that quite often now we were did. you did, did you get did you were you on the receiving end of the leaners mostly or did you uh were you the uh, guy who started it no, see, this is where like it's good for me because I was playing with Mike Baker and Ryan Kelly, and they were the captain and assistant captain. So everyone knew like not to mess with their room. So I stayed in their room. So ah. our room never got touched. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, this is actually not bad in here. But <laughs> it's good to be around the king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but we did it to a couple of rooms. That's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Now, um, now, who would you say was probably the biggest prankster on uh, on the in the team that year? Oh man, uh, biggest prankster. I mean, Benyol was always like quiet, but he would always prank people. Just do like little things, tie their skates or put uh, like clear tape at the bottom of their steel all the time. He would do that <laughs> stuff all the time. I know it. Was, I knew it was him. He always thought it was like sneaky, but he wasn't. I watched him do it like numerous times so um actually probably the biggest prankster and i knew him before i even went to toledo was aj fletcher 
Oh, God rest his soul, man. Exactly, was... I agree. But man, he he was such a great kid and great guy. Like, but in the locker room, that dude would do the funniest things. Oh my gosh! And he was a scrappy kid too. He was fun to watch. Yeah, he he was one of those kids that when you absolutely loved him if you were his teammate, but if you played against him, you hated his guts because exactly. he knew how to get he knew how to get under your skin. He I did. mean, he just did. He was just that good at it. He was uh, a kid that could, uh, who could just absolutely annoy you just with the look. He could annoy you, and then he would do something. He'd just skate right by some, a player, and next thing you know, a little love tap on the ankle, or you know, just a little <laughs> something, to, just little mind things to get under your skin. Exactly. And, and, but when he was in the Cherokee uniform, man, abs, and even when he wasn't, to be honest. Just because I knew his brother Eric, his brother Eric played in Toledo before AJ did, right? And, uh, and and loved Eric, and so of course you know when AJ came along, it was like instantly dug dug him. You know he was just a great kid, and and you know the funny part is for all of that stuff that he did on the ice, yeah, he would. I mean, away from the rink, he was probably one of the nicest guys. He was, he you was. Know, he, he really. I, I I was in Toledo. He was he was fun to hang out with. He was a he was a good guy and good friend too. Yep, and he's sorely missed. And uh, well, we won't forget him. No, uh, not so, at all. No, oh, yeah, he uh, was a prankster. <laughs> now, did were you on the receiving end of any of his pranks or? Oh yeah, he used to um, he used to put clear tape in the bottom of my skates. Um, he he only did it I think twice, and it was kind of mean. But he did cut two players laces before practice and they were like late getting there. So they had to like (laughs) hurry up. And, uh, I've only, I, he only did it twice as far as I know, but the one time I seen him do it and I was like, man, flesh is kind of mean. He was like, whatever. He's like, he shouldn't have yellow. I think that he had yellow laces on. That's why he did it. He was like, I don't care. You should wear yellow laces. And I was like, well, (laughs) I guess that's a, that's a point, I suppose. Um, yeah, That's I mean, he, I don't know. He would do some other fun stuff, I'm sure. I can't remember at the time, but it was always the skates, though. He always targeted the skates. Oh, my. For sure. Oh, That's he always a- used to – he always had – Um, uh, this isn't, like, really a, a bad prank, but he used to uh, – he always had, like, one of those tangerines, those little oranges called, yeah. right, right, Clementines or whatever. Yeah, he always – Always had one before practice. Every practice, he always had one. I don't know where he always had it or where he's got one from, but he always came to the rink and he always had one, just one with him. And he would like peel it off, and he always had the peel like all intact, like it was never like just ripped into pieces. It was always like one peel, and he would put it underneath someone's helmet, someone's new, someone different helmet every single day. That's what he always did. Like that was one thing he always did, anyways. And anyway, everyone, and then you take your helmet off the top and you know you had orange peel fall on you and everyone would start laughing (laughs) oh beautiful yeah now i was gonna say you know ben where i come from we call that being ocd but uh (laughs) (laughs) just just saying but anyway uh so uh now you said you played on that line with ryan and 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 bakes uh did you do you remember your first goal for toledo i do it was against cleveland and it was my first game and uh, yeah, and uh, I I remember um, our coach Scott. He told I think we we're playing. I, I think it was four on four, and he told me to go out there with Ryan 
Kelly. And uh, I don't know who, I, I mean, I kind of think I know who it was in the back of my head. Someone on the bench goes, are you kidding me? Like sending the new guy out with Kelly. And uh, I think it was like a 2-2 game. And uh, I think Kelly had both of our goals, to be honest. So uh, so we sent me out there with him. And we were in overtime, obviously. And I came around the back of the net. And I went to go pass it to Kelly. And, I mean, he was like double covered. There was no one on me. I kind of just like faked the pass. And the goalie took his foot off the post. And I shot it off the back of his leg and went in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my first junior goal. So, yeah. Yeah, at least it was a. That's actually pretty. Uh, that's a pretty good goal to have. I mean, you don't you don't score them like that every day. No, mm-hmm. and I remember just uh, everyone like you know was cheering, everyone was laughing and stuff. And then uh, we came in the locker room, and I was like talking to AJ sat next to me in the locker room. So I was like, I don't know who it was on the bench, but someone said, "Are you kidding me?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he like you know he kind of thought he knew who it was too. And so like when we did our like they gave me the hard hat and all that stuff, and. Uh, like, oh, it's your few words. And I was just like, hey, no matter what, I'm not kidding anybody. We're here to win, boys. And that was like my speech after. And they all started laughing. So, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, a shot at who gave me the, you know, are you kidding me? But it was also, it was all in good fun. So so who do you think it was? We're, we're enough years uh, behind. <laughs> I, think okay. it was, I think it was Pat Smytaz. Oh, Patty. Okay. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because me and me and Patty didn't really get along that much in the beginning when I first got there. But at, towards the end, though, we definitely became closer. So oh, that's a good thing. That's I think it was thing. yeah. I think it was like this, like the new guy thing. You know, he didn't. He was just like, why? Why is he here? Why? I don't want to play with a new guy now. Like we've already been together, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But me and Pat came a little bit closer as uh as I was there. I mean, I was only there for a little. While. I only played like nineteen games, I think total. So. But you know, yeah, you know how many, it's just what you do with them. Exactly. So, exactly. So, but yeah, yeah, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Patty as much as he probably doesn't even remember it now, but, or says he doesn't remember <laughs> it, but I think it was him. Who were some of the other guys that you played with that you remember that year? Um, Joe, I don't know how to say his last name. In terms of the Q, I know that he was unbelievable though. Trying to remember who's who's the person S. Sorry. Oh, um, he had to be our our leading point scorer. Oh gosh, I I know who you're talking about, and I just became friends with him on Facebook, and oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. Strasinski, Joe Strasinski, or something like that. Sendersky. Something like that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Joe Sandersky, I think it's him and uh and Jimmy Steele. I, I both those guys were unbelievable. Joe was one of the most talented hockey players I've ever seen. Like when I came to yep. Toledo and this is like when I got to Toledo, I, I didn't really know what to expect. And I remember watching him play our first game and I was on the bench and I was saying next to Ryan and I was just like, man, how is this kid playing here? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, this kid's unbelievable. His hands are like magic and it looks like he's not even moving on the ice, but yet he's still going around people. I'm like, dude, this he's unbelievable. This kid is so good. Him and Jimmy Steele together. I know they play in the same line. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to remember. Didn't, was it them and uh, Luke Nichols? 
Or am, uh, I, is, am I thinking it might have been the next year? Because um, I know Luke played with them as well, but I think it may have been the year after. Yeah, I think it was. I forget who they played with. They might have played with Gary Neal. Oh, or yeah. Gary Neal or Ryan Quigley, I think. I think you're right on uh, on on the Gary Neal thing. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was because yeah, they were always like known as the two goal scorers, and then I think Gary was just kind of known as the the safety net, you know, defensive yeah. wise. But Joe and and Jimmy both were unbelievable hockey players. They were they were both good hockey players. Gary was too. Gary was just he was very two hundred like played you know both ends and. He was very good in the D zone, and I do I do remember that for sure. But Joe, man, that guy could stick handle his way out of anything. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I actually only seen him get hit one time in the whole time I was in Toledo, like actually hit like hard, and it was it was one time. It was against Flint. And, yeah, figures. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we had too many guys left to to fight, so we had quite the. Quite the game against Flint, and I think it was at a showcase though in Detroit when we played them that time, and it was wow. it was a massacre. We had so many fights that game; it was unbelievable. What well, What's funny about is that we always were like that with Flint, though. Regardless of what year it was, we yep. always we had like this like absolute. I mean, we got along with their with their management and their ownership. We got the Cronks. We used to get a, we got along great with them. I mean, the old man. Uh, I remember Kelly Cronk. He was the GM, but his dad was the owner. And mm-hmm. when he talked, he I'm not kidding. He sounded like a pirate. Oh my, Jim, Jimmy Cronk. I can't remember his name, but I think. But anyway, he. Uh, uh, what do you call? He would just sit there and and he would like talk out the side of his mouth. All that was missing was the cigar, and he needed a patch and a hook on his hand, and he was good to go. You know, maybe he had the cigar outside. There's no smoking in the rinks, so maybe he was just saving it for after. He's saving it for something, because because <laughs> uh, seriously, man, that dude just he'd be like, arr, arr, you know, and yeah, he'd just talk like that's the way he talked. And uh, but the players, whenever they would, it didn't matter the year. Whenever we play against them, you knew it was going to be physical. It was going to be chippy. It was going to be. Uh, it, it was just going to be nasty. And I agree. It always, and it always was. It always was. There was always extra fights. There were always extra. Uh, uh, you know, like double minors. Uh, some some uh, non-fighting majors. I mean, there would be stuff like that because that was part of that was part of the drill, really. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Every time I played Flynn, it was a, it was a straight up war. It wasn't just uh, it was like more than a hockey game. I felt like every time we played him, it was always just we had to have the extras. Like there was never a game we played Flint. I only played against him three times, but there was never a game we played that was like, oh, I played against him four times in the final four. We played against him as well. So, mm-hmm. but it was always just <laughs> it was a battle. It was a grind, and it was a physical, physical game. Like it was. You 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 knew before the like before even warm ups like you're like yeah I'm gonna get crushed today like I'm gonna get hit and I'm gonna have to hit somebody like this doesn't matter what the style you play you have to play with this grit and this you know the chip on your shoulder and like be ready for anything because against Flint you never knew it was gonna happen. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the funny part is I think uh, 
I think AJ Fletcher actually played for them for a little bit. Yeah, he did. I, I think it was the wasn't it the year after? Uh, I think it was the year after me. He, I mean, he played in Toledo with me. Then the next year, I think he played for Flint, or maybe it was the year at, or two more years. But I know yeah, it was he, recently. Yeah, he played. He had played for Flint, and then I think didn't he get traded to Peoria or something like that? Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and then I think he came back. Okay. And, uh, it, but uh, it was, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, when 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 whenever we played Flint, though, man, you, you had to get your lunch bucket because you knew it was going to be a long day at the office. That is for sure. Yeah, it was. I the last time we played them was before we played them in the finals, uh, final four. Uh, I was at that showcase, and we finished the game. We had. Uh, Three guys on the ice, two guys on the bench, and Flint had five guys on the ice, and I think four guys on the bench. So that's how many people got kicked out of the game. Good night. That's insane. <laughs> it was nuts. Oh, my God. It was crazy. It was like every – I think it was like the second period. It was right after uh, Joe got hit. After Joe got hit, that's when like it all like erupted. Everyone just wanted to fight everyone. It was just Wait, like – Oh, you know who I think you're thinking of? It isn't Sandersky. I think – isn't it Joe Breslin? No, I think it's I'm pretty sure I have it. I can pull it up anyways. Go, yeah, please do, because that'll drive me nuts. So I remember that year that Breslin was part of that team. I know he was. Because unless it was the year after, but when because the, the key to that is I remember Jimmy Steele because he, yeah. he was really close with. Uh, with Luke Nichols, and I'm trying to remember who else was on that team. Um, and that, like I said, it may have been the year after, but I know that Breslin played there, and because Breslin, I think, was from Columbus. Uh, okay. But uh, I can't remember. I, I got it, but I again, I'm not sure how to say his name. It's S K R Z Y N S K I. Skrzynski. Skrzynski, yep. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah Skrzynski. That's, that's, that's who it is. Joe Skrzynski, yeah. Because it's, yep. yeah, he's right next to Jimmy Steele in points. They both are. Yeah, because Skrzynski, he, uh, he was from, not Canton, but he was from, like, just south of Detroit. Yeah, he was. From just, because his dad, his dad owned a, um, uh, I want to say, a, like, an auto junkyard. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and his dad would come and he would say, here, advertise for it. Advertise <laughs> my place for me in the middle of a broadcast. <laughs> and, and, and so he gave me some some, uh, some uh, stuff to read, and I remembered him doing that. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah, but, that's uh, who it was. Skrzynski. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that, that was kid, close. That was close. Yep, yep. That, the thing is, that guy, you're right. The hands that guy had were incredible. Unbelievable. Oh man, that is funny. Yeah. Now, now you played. Now, uh, I'm trying to remember here. Now, when you played, did you ever get into uh, uh, an actual fight when you played for Toledo? I think the Flynn game I did, but it wasn't like everyone was fighting, so I didn't really have a choice. And I mean, I don't think I did. I know I did. It was, and I know who started it, and it wasn't me. It was AJ who started it. <laughs> <laughs> we were lining up for the face-off and I was I was playing wing and he was on the other wing and he came over and he was like, Hey, 
uh, Ben move. And I was like, why? And he was like, cause I'm going to ask this kid to play. Cause I know he just asked the other kid to fight. And he said, no. And then he lined up next to the kid that I was lined up against. He's like, Oh, you want to fight? And he said, no. And then AJ's like, well, you don't have a choice. Cause we're going to fight. And <laughs> AJ just, just grabbed somebody. And then, uh, I think, I think it was Baker out there with us. So Baker ended up, uh, taking someone. I took the other wing. I don't even know who it was. And, uh, then both D jumped in and then, if I'm not wrong, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, our goalie Austin Rodebush fought their goalie. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And oh my it, gosh, that's when the pound is like like they came flying like left and right, and that was that was the showcase game. But uh, they didn't kick us all out. What's was, that? They didn't kick us all out, which I thought was strange. They they kicked AJ out, and then a kid from Flint out, like just in that scrum, anyways, and then I. Uh, they kicked the goalies out. They made both go- – the starting goalies both leave the game, and the back goalies had to come in. So we both of us played our back goalies the rest of the game. Who which, was our backup goalie that year? He wasn't American. I know that. I think he was – I think he was Czech or something. His name was Lucas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lucas uh, – oh, I can't remember his last name, but I know who you're talking about now. Oh, gosh, that's going to drive me nuts, and – well, the good thing about doing this is that people will email me or or, yeah. or let me know on social media, Tony. Yeah, big goof. It's you know, but uh, he was I, a he was a backwards goalie. I do remember that he was lefty. Yeah, there you go. Well, Austin was a goalie that uh, I think he probably led the the league in assists for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> probably. He would, he would go and play the puck along the boards. He was notorious for this. He would try to play it up along the board for the D, and somehow or another he'd partially fan on it, or it would hit a partition and ricochet right out in front to an opposing player who had an empty net to shoot at. He did that? <laughs> he did that probably, I want to say, three or four times that year. Yeah. Not once. No, yeah. Three or four times that year. He did it and, in the final four against St. Louis. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's our awesome. And I mean, the thing was is that even though that drove the coaches nuts, and well, everybody nuts. Right. Uh, the thing, he that kid was probably one of the best goaltenders. Oh yeah. You know, he would still he could win a game for you by himself. He could. So, he was unbelievable. He was so good. And he what a goofy kid. That kid was his mind was all over the place and he was at the rink. He, was, he would have a conversation about somebody with about hockey, and then right next to you, he'd have another conversation about politics or something random. I'm like, dude, what, what are you even talking about right now? I believe the medical term they call that is flight of ideas. But, <laughs> but yeah, so but that that, that kid, I, and in full disclosure, I've known that kid since he was a baby. His um, his uh, aunt, his dad's sister. Uh, and my sister grew up as best friends. They used to okay. they used to uh, stay at each other's houses. Uh, growing up, his uh, his aunt would stay at my house when we were little kids. Uh, growing up, and my sister would stay at their house. Growing okay. up, you know, on the weekends and stuff. So I knew that whole family growing up. Yeah. So uh, his dad too, and his dad and I are still friends to this day. And I was that. 
somewhat. I don't know his dad very well, but I know his dad enough. He was a good hockey coach. I do know that. Yeah, he was very. He's, yeah, he's a very good hockey coach. He's coached yeah. the '93 Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Yep, Dennis. Dennis is his name. Dennis Rodebush. Yeah. And uh, uh, what do you call uh, Austin? Was just was just nutty. He, yeah, he was. He was. Just nutty. And every every once in a while, when uh, I remember one year for Christmas, uh, Dennis got dressed up and came to my uh, my. We all got together at my sister and brother in law's house for Christmas. And Dennis came as a favor. He all the little kids were there, and he came in and dressed up as uh, as jolly old Saint Nick, and uh, came in. And we're so we did all the whole spiel and everything, getting everything, all the kids excited and stuff. And then after we did all that, he sat down for a little while, and I was sitting right there across where we were just talking and stuff. And so I just said, "So how's Austin doing?" And he would just roll his eyes. His eyes would get big, and he'd roll his eyes and go, "That kid is gonna be the end of me," and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And I just cracked me up. But uh, you know, that's just that was always Austin. I just love that kid. And, yeah, this is a good guy. Uh, yeah, he is, and playing minor pro now, so good for him. Exactly. And that takes me to you. Uh, of course. Now, at, where did you go after you left Toledo? All over. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought you did, but yeah. yeah. Um, after Toledo, let's see. I I stayed and tried that new team that was like the Midwest yeah. Junior Hockey League. It was not. It was like the first year thing. It was the Toledo Growl, I think it was the name. But okay. uh, I only played like nine games there, and then I was like, yeah, I need to need to leave. So I left right away from there. I was either going to go back to Toledo or I was going to go somewhere else. And I ended up going somewhere else. I went to the AWHL out West mm-hmm. played. Uh, I think I played the rest of the first half of the year until the deadline uh, with Bozeman ice dogs. And so fun. It was, we weren't very good. It was kind of like a, you help me type thing. And then I help you move on type thing with the coach. And he like, he was, he was okay with that. I was okay with that. Um, so me and my brother both went out there actually. Wow. And that, yeah. And, uh, it was super fun though. It was, I mean, got to live in the, you know, the Rocky mountains, you know, <laughs> wildlife everywhere. So it was, it was, it was super fun. And then at the deadline, I got traded to, uh, Helena Bighorns, which they're the number one team in our division. Okay. And, uh, they're not in a dub anymore. I think they're in the NA three now. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And then, uh, um, my brother did not get traded to Helena. He went to Missouri. And Missoula oh. was the number four team at the time. And Missoula and Helena were like known to hate each other. They were huge oh, rivals. Perfect. So our first round of playoffs, we got to play against my little brother. <laughs> How did that go? We won. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean our team was our team was unbelievable though. So we like we were good. We went and this was like when they still like uh invited the A-Dub to the the national tournament. So we got to go to nationals as well. So, um, yeah, we went to nationals and then we, we lost to North Iowa in the semifinals. Um, what a team they had that year. Their team was unbelievable too, but it was a good game though. I still remember most of it anyways. We, it was three, two double overtime loss. I mean, mm. you know, kind of hard. So, uh, but then after that, I, I kind of wanted to try something new. I was just like, yeah, I'm like this, you know, it was fun in Montana. Like, it was a good time. Um, I, just want, I just want a new team. Like, I know I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to the NHL. I'm not going to go anywhere else. Like, I just want to have fun my last year. And 
that type of thing. And uh, a couple of my buddies were like, hey, let's go like further out west. They were, they were already signed with Southern Oregon Spartans in the WSHL. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're like, you should come with. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't even know like the coach would take me or whatever. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. And uh, I would say my first year in juniors, I was very, like, I was still learning a lot for sure. And I was still pretty small. And then mm-hmm. after that is when I started, I would say, getting more points and had a, played a bigger role on the team for sure. So uh, when I called Southern Oregon, the owners, because um, they didn't have a coach yet, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm interested in trying out. Like, do you guys have any tryouts like close to Michigan or like in Michigan? Because I mean, that's a that's a far drive just for a tryout or a far, you know, just to come all the way to Southern Oregon, Medford, uh, other side of the country. And they're like, oh yeah, no, we have a um, Michigan tryout. Met the coach there. He got signed like two days before that, and uh, he was like happy to have me. And I actually was the captain out there, and it was an unbelievable experience. Like, I. It was crazy. Southern Oregon was nuts. It was so much fun. We had so many, it was such a good time. And like, actually a Toledo kid uh, was with me. Uh, Donnie Nagel was out there yeah. with me. Yeah. Me and me and Nagel played Nagel. out there. Yeah. So me and Donnie played out there. And then another kid from Ohio was there, uh, Logan Myers, but he's not I from know Toledo. who that is. Okay. Yeah. He played, he was in Oregon or from Oregon, but uh but yeah, it was so much fun out there. Like our fan base was nuts. Like I've never seen anything like that before for a junior, like tier three before mm-hmm. in my life. Go to the rink and there's 5,000 fans there. Like wow. lines outside the door. You had to like go into the side door as a player and sign autographs after the game. And it was like, you were treated like a rock star there. Like it was crazy. And I was like, this is nuts. Like this is insane for a junior team. But uh yeah, then I finished my last year there, and then uh, um, I, had, I had a couple different options to go play college, either D3 or ACHA. I just didn't really know what I wanted, and then I ended up ultimately choosing ACHA, and I played uh, for Jason Cerrone at Midland University in Nebraska. Okay. And it was fun. Uh, it was a good time. Um, we were a first-year program my first year, so like it was – I wouldn't say that was the main reason why I wanted to do it because, I mean, obviously – every player wants to win. Right. So yeah, it, I knew it wasn't going to be like a win right away for anybody, obviously. And, uh, but it had a little bit to do with it. And the coach, like, I, I don't know. I, I talked to every coach, like even in person and on the phone. And it's just something about Jason Cerrone that like, he was just, I don't know. He was like more caring. I should say, I guess he was, he didn't, like he would call me in the summertime and he wouldn't even talk to me about hockey. He would talk to me about like my family or like, how's my life doing or how's my job going and stuff like that. So I think that's why I, like ultimately went with, with, uh, with Midland. And I mean, he made me the captain there as well. I was captain all four years. So it was, it was a good experience for sure. And then after Midland, I came to Sweden. <laughs> so, okay. So you just, you didn't, it wasn't out of your system yet, obviously. No, I was, uh, I was in my senior year and I was, um, I mean, I played a, a big role in Midland, obviously. And um, my coach just asked me, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, are you, are you done? Do you want to keep playing? Like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I was battling. Like, I had some injuries in college that I definitely needed to attend to. And he was like, I think you should, like, you know, try and play somewhere else. He's like, I think it'd be good for you. And he's like, honestly, it'd be good for our program if, like, one player, like, left and kept playing. He's like, it it helps the program like more than you think if you get like someone else who just keeps playing. 
and uh, he, my coach was uh, Italian. He's uh, Italian Canadian actually, but um, he played in, in Italy for forever in the top league there. He was mm -hmm. like, you should go play in Europe. He's like, uh, he's like, you're not a big guy. He's like, so playing over here is like extremely difficult for a small skilled forward. Like it's not normal. He's like, but over there, like, it's not that weird. And like, you know, the ice is bigger. He's like, you're, you're a pretty speedy guy. Like it, he's like, I think you would like it a lot more. And, uh, so he just kind of helped me get hooked up with, um, a team. And my first two years I played in Haliforce, which, uh, was, it was just division three. So nothing crazy. And then, uh, my first year was, it was fun. We didn't, we didn't like, uh, we, we didn't make playoffs or anything, but it was a good experience. And I honestly didn't know if I was going to go back. And then, uh, my second year, we ended up winning the whole thing and got promoted to division two, but, um, they just didn't have, cause of, cause of COVID actually this year, they just didn't have any funds for any imports really. So they, uh, they chose two, two new guys and kept one old guy that were imports from last year. And then, um, I, I moved on to now I'm in Linda Follett's. So, so uh, is that division two or? Yeah. Three? Division two. Yeah. Okay. Division two Sweden. Yeah. And so uh, how, far, how far are you from Stockholm? Uh, like two hour, two and a half hours, probably. Well, that's not too bad. No, no you're, uh, I was going to say you're not the, uh, you're not the first that we've had that has gone on to play in Sweden. So that's good. Yeah. So I know, yeah. I know Rotobush did. Yeah. Rotobush did. Uh, we had a kid from Sweden that actually played uh, here for the Cherokee and then went back home and played. Okay. Uh, yeah, his name is Jesper Hedell. He's from uh, Jankoping, and uh, it's like a farm area, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've heard of it. it. I have no idea where it is, but I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, but now what has it been like playing in Sweden? I mean, what's the quality of hockey like? I mean – I think it varies on where like you go in the regions for sure. But, uh, overall I would say it's, I mean, it's, it's fast. Like it's, I, it's hard to like explain, I guess. But like the one thing I noticed right when I got here is just like how the, everyone can skate, like no matter what it sounds weird. Cause obviously we're playing hockey. Everyone knows how to skate, but like, like Swedes, like they skate, like they, they skate like the wind, like every single one of them do. Like they, they're all like pretty, pretty fast and they all have good like decently good strides and um i mean i would just i would say it's not like the back home though like it's not as physical obviously it's a lot more finesse kind of like uh puck possession here you know they don't mm -hmm. just like like north american hockey just dump the puck in run it down you know bang know, along the boards yeah exactly like here it's not you don't really get that too often like in playoffs yes like it's a little different when you get the playoffs in sweden but but like regular season though, it's a lot of like puck possession, you know, like you don't dump the puck in that much. Or if you do, it's like only you absolutely have to. And it's a lot more creativity. Like your coaches are, they, they want you to be creative. Like you, like, uh, I've only been in Linda Falls this year for like seven days. So I haven't got to do too much so far here, but, um, like last year though, my coach always told us, he was like, I don't care what you do on, on that, on this side of the red line, the D side of the red line. I don't like, or in the offside, offensive side, he's like, D side, like I have what you guys need to do. Like you do this, everyone plays the way I want you to play. And he's like, but when you get past the red line, do whatever you want. I don't care. Like be creative. You guys are here. Like, you know, we're, we want you guys to be creative and try new, new things and different things. Like I know they're not always going to work or, you know, 
but uh, I would definitely say it's just it's just more creativity and 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 like skill. I'm not saying that North American is not skilled, obviously, but it's just there's not it's not as physical as it is back home for sure. Now, uh, is, is the language a barrier, or do you have everyone here? Everyone here speaks English pretty much. I, I like out of the three years of me being here, I've I've ran into two people that don't speak English, and one of them was yesterday, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. but uh, so I mean, it's, yeah, everyone speaks pretty much Eng- like pretty good English, or like you know, it's it's just the only thing. That, like if they don't speak English or they don't like uh, speak very good English, you just can't talk fast. Like you have to just like really like enunciate your words and like slow down. For them to understand otherwise they'll just look at you like you have six eyes and they're like i don't know what you just said but <laughs> if you uh if you're like you guys get you gotta be patient though you know like you're you're in their country so in reality i should know swedish but i mean i know i know a little bit not much though so. <laughs> yeah that's always the safe thing now uh do you have any uh you know obviously being a guy who uh you get to uh go over there and play and you're enjoying yourself. Do you see any time in the future where you might want to try and maybe come back here and take a crack at playing in the minors? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I, I, I feel like doing that is just like super hard, especially like now that I'm older anyways. And also like I already started here. So like I already kind of built a name for myself over here, if that makes sense. And then like yeah. going back home, I would like, potentially have to start in the bottom which i mean obviously everyone else does so i get that but i mean it's just like i already started from the bottom over here basically like almost the bottom you know so like i've already worked my way up one division like if i go home i'm probably gonna start in the in that in the fed and i just don't want to start over pretty much at this point so Mm -hmm. and i just I, i feel like the style of hockey fits me better over here like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the guy to go out there and you know rack up penalty minutes or go fight and hit everything that moves. But I mean, over here, I don't have to, like, you can't even fight in our league. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's just one last thing to worry about over here. Is there, I guess. Is, there any, is there a lot of stick work or no? Yeah. That's one thing that I, I, as I've even said, like even from like my first game ever here is the, the refs here are just like, they're very laid back when it comes to that kind of stuff, like your stick work and like holding and, and I think a lot of it has to do with honestly that, that there is no fighting. So like, they're like, yeah, we'll let it go because otherwise like if we call everything, then the game's going to take forever for one. And like, you know, everyone's going to be on a power play the whole time. So I think that uh, the repping here in Sweden needs to be, needs to be up for sure. And that, that, that's not even just our division. Like, like the SHL is like that. Like the SHL games I've watched are, I see stuff in those games. I'm like, man, like there would, there would have been 25 penalties called in the NHL already. And, yeah. and in SHL games, there's none of them are called. So like, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's crazy dude, actually, but I mean, for the most part, it's not terrible. I mean, being an import's a little harder. I will say that. Yeah. As soon yeah. As the ref finds out you're not a, <laughs> you're not, not a Swede. They don't, they don't care as much. You're, yeah, you're not a local. Too bad. Get out. Yeah, that's, no, that's yeah. what it was. And last year it was actually it was pretty tough last year because um, I was named the captain last year on my team, assistant captain, and uh, it was. I mean, it was it was cool. It was a great experience, and I mean, I was I was happy, obviously. But um, 
one I had to deal with like the some guys in the team, I'm sure, were not happy, even though they said they were. Like, you know, an American being named as like assistant captain on a Swedish team. And then there was only two imports on our team last year. So that was, was one of them was one of them Patty Smitash. <laughs> <laughs> nope, wasn't him. <laughs> they can't blame him this time. Nope, not him. And uh actually the kid that was the most mad, he he got kicked off our team anyways. And it was me and him did not get along and it was we didn't get along before I was even named the captain. So, but uh, he was just, uh, he just was a, a cancer in the locker room. Didn't care as much as everyone else did. You know, didn't, he just showed up just to show up. It was just one of those like things. And I just hated that. Like I'm not that kind of player. I hate the guys that just like either you're all in or you're not, you know, like it's, yep. I hate that the half in half out. So I think that was a huge reason why, but uh, um. That was like part of the hard, I guess, being a captain there. And then also the on the ice was tough because like you'd go talk to the ref and some refs would look at you and they'd be like, yeah, no, like I'm explaining in Swedish. And they would talk in Swedish to the other captain. And you're like, well, I don't even know what you said. So like it was, that was definitely tough. I only had I two refs, I guess, I only had a problem with last year that were like, didn't like that I was an American guy, didn't know Swedish. They were like, yeah, no, I'm not not re-explaining it to you, like learn Swedish. One guy told me, <laughs> the one ref told me, and he's he's like just straight by the book kind of guy. He's, uh, he told me, uh, I went up to ask him a question and I was like, hey, can you uh, can you just run it by me in English? Like, sorry, I don't speak Swedish. And he goes, we're in Sweden. You, le- you need to learn Swedish and skate it away from me. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> and the bad thing was our, our other two captains uh, were both injured. So I was the only captain on the ice. Oh. And, and like in Sweden, it's like huge. You cannot talk to the ref unless you're a captain. Like you have to have a letter. Otherwise, they like will give you a penalty. It's not like they just ignore you. They just give you a penalty. Oh. So I told my coach, he told me that. And he, my coach is like, okay, I'll talk to him after the, after the period. And he talked to him and he was like, yeah, he, he said that you can either learn Swedish uh, between periods or, <laughs> or just guess. And I was like, all right, sounds good. I strike it on that. Oh my gosh, that is funny. Yeah. But holy crap. We you realize we've gone we I mean, it feels like it's only been five minutes. I know. I just looked at my phone. It's we've been talking yeah, for a minute. No, we've been talking a long time, but it's yeah. like but that's the thing about these, man. There's so much fun, is just going back down memory lane. Now, one thing I gotta do before before we, we get done here. Yeah. Is I always try to remember the jersey number you wore. Oh, okay. Let's see this. I, I, I'm gonna blow it big time, but uh, for some reason, I'm thinking I got one of two numbers: either 23. No. Nope. Uh, the only other one I can think of is um, let's see. Uh, was it? Was it uh was it eleven? That's my number now. I was thirteen there actually. Thirteen, okay. Yep. And wow. it was I didn't have much options because I came in late. So Jimmy Steele actually had my number. Steele did. I asked him yeah. if I could have it. He said, Not a chance. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Figured I'd ask. That's funny. Yeah. But uh that yeah, I couldn't rem- I I was trying to remember for the life of me, but um I could. I just. I just drew a blank because I don't. Yeah. I could go back and look them up online and stuff, but right. that, that takes the fun out of it. 
true. Yeah, no, 11's always been my number, actually. Even in Sweden, I got 11 both years, which was awesome. So even this year, I have I have number 11. So uh, That's awesome. Good guess, though, at least. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyhow, okay, so before we wind her up, uh, first off, thank you for doing this. This Yeah, no worries. It's been fun. fun. Yep. Now, uh, is there anything you want to say to Cherokee Nation? Because we get folks that not only from your year that will listen, but from different years and people that didn't play. They're just fans of uh, of the team that listen in on this. Well, I know uh, I know Toledo's doing well right now. They just swept their showcase, correct? Yeah, they swept their showcase and they won their last couple of games uh, this weekend. So they're off to a, they're undefeated right now. That's good. Yeah, I, I follow on Instagram. I see the Instagram posts here and there, but uh. I would just say, you know, keep uh, keep supporting the boys, and uh, hopefully, you know, they bring home a championship this year. And uh, good luck to all the players that are uh, still playing there, and other ones that are, you know, hopefully playing there in years to come. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed playing in Toledo; it was fun. I did. I don't have any regrets playing there at all. So it was hey, a good time. A boy from Alpena made good. You know, <laughs> that's it's right. That's how you got to look at it, and. Uh, I, like I said, we we enjoyed having you. We really did. And and the thing is, you know, usually it's easy to sit there and go, oh yeah, I remember that kid vaguely. I he, yeah, he played. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, you, I remember. You know, and it's like <laughs> I told good. you before we went on here. It was because not because of uh, not because we tried to come up with a nickname for you or anything like that. I could never call you anything but Ben Henry. Ben Henry. Ben Henry. And, you know, even if they pass the puck, you know, it'd be like, okay, Ryan Kelly, yeah, he's skating up the ice now. Kelly takes the puck and dumps it over to – no, I couldn't do Henry. It was <laughs> Ben Henry. The two so first always, names. Yeah, two first names. So it was always you. Ben Henry. So, you know, and, but like I said, it, I couldn't – you were not a Benny. I'm sorry. Yeah, just no, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't want to be a yeah. Benny, so. No, not, no, no chance. Banyo was the Benny anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there was no, there was no other, cho- you had no choice. Yeah, you were just I was fine with that. You were just good old fashioned Ben Henry. So, <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, I really do appreciate you doing this. Yeah, uh, no worries. Yeah, man. And I hope we can stay in touch because uh, I definitely, you know, I'm going to, I want to get a hold of you because I also do a local sports radio show on the radio. Okay. And so I want to get you on there to talk about playing, you know, playing in Europe and what it's like and, that kind of stuff like that. We'll do it later on in, in the hockey season, but yeah. I definitely want to get keep in touch with you to do that, okay? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, brother. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, you take care. Kick some butt out there. And uh, when does your season start? Uh, we already had preseason start, so we're just, uh, I think, uh, end of this month is our regular, regular season. season yeah, home opener, I guess, so. Excellent. Is yeah. there a is there a, like a website for the league or for your team that if fans want to check out and see what you're doing? You just gotta look up uh, Linda Follett's uh, Linda Follett's uh, hockey. But I mean, I'm sure you're not gonna be able to remember how to spell that. If so you look do me at a fa- well, do me a favor. Yeah. Uh, post it on your Facebook or something. The okay. link to it, and then that way we can uh, the folks over here stateside can click on it and follow and so they can follow you and what you're doing okay yeah we used to videotape but i guess they don't do it anymore they had to cut back for uh for money issues i guess so we we don't stream games anymore i guess but i know i know we used to so 
Yeah, don't haven't they ever heard of Facebook Live? Come on now. I know. Our, our GM told me he let a lot of people go because he he's trying to save money because of because uh, of COVID. So he's he had to let a bunch of people go. He said, "Man, all you need is your laptop and a and a, and a little camera. <laughs> Hell, I use agree. your phone. It's like Facebook Live. It's it's free. That you know. know they don't they don't come much cheaper than that. No. Take it from me. Take it from cheap. I'm no. I mean." <laughs> But anyway, Ben, I appreciate this, my friend. You take care. Uh, Godspeed always. And uh, you behave yourself. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. That was Ben Henry. Yep. Ben Henry here on the Cherokee Rewind. And don't forget, subscribe to whatever platform you use, whether it's iHeart, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, you name it, uh, Spotify. Just follow us man give us a follow on there subscribe so when every time a new episode drops you'll get notified and you'll get be able to talk to guys like ben henry find out what uh they're doing and what they're up to but uh, in the meantime i thank you for listening here we really do appreciate it granted we're thankful so for ben henry i am mick we'll talk to you again as you've been listening to episode 30 of the cherokee rewind <laughs>